grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon today is from Genesis, uh, the the 22nd chapter. After these things, God tested Abraham and said, Abraham, and he said, here I am. And he said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Dear friends of Christ, you know, from our text this morning, we see God is testing Abraham. And and, uh, like I said at the beginning of of our service, how is God testing you? If God is going to test his beloved son Abraham and beloved son Jesus, how is he going to test you? I promise you the tests are going to come. Well, what's the purpose of the testing? What are the purpose of the trials? And the purpose is to strengthen you. The purpose of all the challenges in this world is to strengthen your faith, to get you to trust in Jesus in a different way. That's the kind of testing that comes from the Lord. He wants you to cling to Him. He wants you to trust in Him in the difficult times. But there's another kind of testing that's out there. It's a satanic, more sinister type of testing. And when this type of testing comes, it's when Satan puts evil things into your life, bad things into your life. That type of testing, that satanic, dark type of testing comes to destroy you, comes to destroy your faith. It comes to lead you away from God. So there's two kinds of testing. One, the testing that comes from Jesus, the testing that comes from God that strengthens you. And then two, the type of testing that comes to make you weak, that satanic testing that comes to kill your faith. In our text today, we see examples of both. We see Abraham, and he's led into the wilderness to sacrifice his son, his only son. This test was given to strengthen his faith. Jesus is being led into the wilderness too. There, He'll meet the darkness. In the wilderness, Jesus faces the devil head on, and it's a battle. The purpose? To destroy Jesus, to get him to sin, so he can't be the savior of the world. To get Jesus to fail, to fall. Abraham's testing is from the Lord. Jesus' testing is from the devil. Well, this morning, I want to talk about the first kind of testing, the type of testing that God gives us to strengthen our faith. And so, our theme, growing stronger through trials. Growing stronger through adversity. Let me begin with this statement as we consider all this. God created the universe. That's the truth. God created the universe. That's a spiritual reality. And so, Like I say so often, what is true spiritually is also true physically. And what is true physically is also true spiritually because God created the physical universe. The sun, the stars, the moon, the planet. And just as he created the things that are physical, so also God created the things that are spiritual. And so when they have many in common, many points in common, it's because they have a common creator. 
the physical things and the spiritual things sometimes go hand in hand. And so if we grow, talk about growing stronger spiritually through trials, and if we're going to talk about growing stronger spiritually through adversity, and growing stronger spiritually through adversity, I think we have to consider what it takes to grow stronger spiritually. I mean, physically. You get it? What's true physically is true spiritually. So I want you to think about your muscles. Physically, how do you get stronger? Well, you exercise, and we love exercise, don't we? We wake up in the morning, we can't wait to get those muscles sore because how do you get stronger? Well, you, you lift the weights, and, and the, of course, what happens when you lift weights or you do physical exertion, you actually tear your muscles. The muscle fibers rip and tear. And of course, you're not too worried about all of that because God has given you a body to heal itself. You are a healing machine. And if you want to get stronger physically, you have to step forward and do what's unpleasant, get into that exercise, and start destroying and damaging your body so that the body can heal itself because you have an incredible healing system. And when you damage your muscle fibers, your body responds uh, by making you actually, when you tear your muscles, your body becomes actually stronger than it was before. Through what? Through adversity. Through what? Through exercise. Through difficult tasks. What's true physically is true spiritually. You understand that, don't you? So you get physically stronger through through, through physical exercise. What's true physically is also true spiritually. Uh, exertion helps us to grow. So if that's true, if exertion helps us to grow physically and, and what's true physically is true spiritually, I wonder what God is doing to help you to grow spiritually. What type of spiritual exertion is God planning for your life? He doesn't want you to be a spiritual couch potato. And I can assure you that if you don't like physical testing, you're not going to like the spiritual testing too, because so often the spiritual testing is more rigorous, more difficult to handle than the physical testing. But God gives it so we might grow, and that's what Lent is about, isn't it? About challenging us, about challenging our faith. And, because God understands how our bodies work. God understands how our souls work. God is the one who created us. We grow through adversity. We exercise our faith. We grow stronger. And sometimes we learn new things and learn to trust in God in new ways. However, sometimes when a, a spiritual test comes, we get lazy, don't we? We don't want to exercise our faith. When a spiritual test comes, we don't, we don't want to uh, go through all that. We don't want God to stretch our faith. We don't want God to challenge us. We don't exercise our faith, so we grow weaker. The test sets us back. And if we're not careful, we might grow weak and wander away from the Lord. Again, what's true physically is true spiritually. Do you understand? Growing weaker. Well, this morning we see an example of all this. And again, 
Abraham comes, uh, God, the Lord comes to challenge Abraham, challenges faith, and it's a spiritual test. Sacrifice your son, your only son. So let's take a closer look at, at how God challenged Abraham. After these things, God tested Abraham, it says. And Abraham was a very old man by now. When God blessed Abraham with a child, Abraham was 100 years old. He's an old man to have a child. By the time the Lord is asking him to kill his son, 120, 120 years old, a mature man. And Isaac, the name itself means laughter because Isaac brought laughter into Sarah and Abraham's life. Laughter. Hey, laughter, come here. And then God shows up and says, I want you to sacrifice the laughter. I want you to kill the laughter to me. Give the laughter to me. Abraham had built so many altars in his life, so many, so many altars, placed so much wood on the top. He'd given so many animals as burnt offerings. He was used to that. He was faithful in all that. Giving sacrifices to the Lord, loving the Lord. It was his spiritual duty. Abraham was faithful. But to sacrifice your only son... Don't you think that's asking too much? <laughs> but Abraham was faithful to the Lord. He saddles up his donkey. Doesn't even ask a question. Gets everything loaded. Heads to Mount Moriah. Mount Moriah. Where, by the way, is the same place that Jesus was sacrificed. Mount Moriah, the only begotten son, the place where you kill your only begotten son, the place where God would one day sacrifice his son, the Lamb of God, for the sin of the world. Take your son, your only begotten, to the place where he must be sacrificed so the people may live. And Abraham's faithful. By the way, it's not done by accident that, that this sacrifice happened on the place of Christ's crucifixion. God has a plan, doesn't he? And when they got to the base of the mountain, of course, he told his servants that were with him, stay here. He said, I and the boy will go over there to worship and we will come back again to you. Did you catch that? We're going to go over there on Mount Moriah. I'm going to kill my son and we're going to come back again. Now, that doesn't make any sense, does it? That Abraham thinks he's going to go to Mount Moriah, sacrifice his only beloved son, and the two of them are going to come back unless Abraham believes that God is going to give his son life again. Abraham believed in the resurrection. Just like you and I believe in the resurrection. I believe. And the text implicitly doesn't say it, but I believe that Abraham believed that his son was the Messiah to die for the sin of the world. I had a professor who believed that and taught that. And what if that's true? 
What if Isaac was indeed thought by Abraham to be the Messiah of the world? Do you think Abraham would sacrifice his son to save the world? Do you think Abraham would sacrifice his son to save the world from all trials and all burdens and all sin and all death and suffering? The one to save the world. What do you think Abraham would do? Well, he'd have to sacrifice his son, his only son, to save the world. And amazingly, Abraham was willing. Apparently, he talked all about it to his son Isaac. They'd had plenty of time in the journey to talk about that. Isaac was willing too. Just like God the Father sent his son. And the son was willing too. Both were willing and ready to serve the Lord. Abraham was ready to kill his son. Isaac was ready to die for the sin of the world. It was a test. It was only a test. It wasn't the real thing. And what was the purpose? What was the purpose of the test? To strengthen the faith of Abraham and to strengthen the faith of Isaac and to strengthen your faith and mine in adversity. Of course, we know how it all ended. God said, Abraham, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your only son from me. And Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket. God provided a sacrifice. God always provides. You need to know that. God always provides. Abraham understood that. He never got angry when God told him to sacrifice his son. He never even questioned it. He never said, this is unfair. He never lashed out at God. He never responded in a negative way. He trusted the Lord. He knew that the Lord would provide. Abraham said, the Lord will provide. Even Isaac said, where's, the, where's, the, where's the, the sacrifice? The Lord will provide. As it said to this day on the mount, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. And one day on that mount, on that same spot, the Lord will provide a lamb. One day on this spot, on this very same spot, the Lord will provide a sacrifice. God's only son. God provides. Abraham and Isaac understood all that. They didn't have a problem with all that, you see. And that's why they were able to pass this spiritual test and grow stronger. Their faith grew. They drew closer to the Lord. But not without little adversity, right? The Lord exercised their faith mightily. Well, how is the Lord exercising your faith? What's he doing to help you grow? And to challenge you. Now, you might be going through problems right now. I know some of the problems our congregation is going through individually. 
But maybe you're having problems getting along with other people. Maybe your problems are, are physical problems, health problems, issues, things like that. Maybe you're struggling financially. Maybe there's a, a relationship problem in the midst of COVID. Maybe you're ashamed of who you are and what you become. And then the testing comes. Time to put your faith into practice. Time to exercise your trust in the Lord. How are you going to trust and how are you going to grow? Lent is a time to grow, isn't it? Forty days in the wilderness Jesus spent. Forty days we spend, not counting the Sundays of Lent, in a journey with Jesus to the cross. The 40 days of Lent. To be tested, to draw closer to the Lord, to grow stronger in our faith, to trust in God who provides. And in the midst of any type of adversity, to be able to say, the Lord provides. To be able to trust in any kind of trial, the Lord provides. The Lord gives strength. The Lord is a creator. He's exercising me. He provided a sacrifice for Abraham. He provided a sacrifice for Isaac. He provides a sacrifice for you. And Jesus, God sends his son Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Where for 40 days and 40 nights, the devil lashes out at the son of God. Trying to get him to fail, to fall, to stumble. I assure you it wasn't pleasant. You know, we think about all the unpleasantness of the cross. We don't think about the unpleasantness of the 40 days and 40 nights without food. Being tempted by the devil in the wilderness. And Jesus didn't fail. He didn't fail. Why? Because he's faithful. He didn't fail. Why? Because God provides. He provides a faithful lamb. He provides a faithful substitute. He provides a, a savior. And he provides a son for our salvation. And his loving provision, it strengthens us. Romans says for he was delivered, or Romans 4 says, he was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. Listen, I want you to understand this. God does not put a protective shield around your life or a protective bubble to keep all bad things from happening to you. He's not going to protect you from all the problems in this life. He is, however, going to use them to exercise you, to exercise your faith, to strengthen your faith. And how will we respond? He wants to see how, he wants to know how are we going to respond? How are we going to grow? To trust, to lean on him, to depend on him. To exercise our faith and stretch our spiritual muscles, or are we going to get lazy and grow weak and die? Well, Lent is our challenge. Lent is our reminder the Lord provides. Now, I want you to know this is the story of your life. I want you to know this is how God deals with you. 
on a daily basis, on a yearly annual basis. God provided for Abraham. God had provided for his son in the wilderness. He sent his angels to minister to him. He sent them with food to strengthen him. Well, the journey may be difficult, but God provides. And it may be no small matter. But know this, the Lord provides, the Lord provides, the Lord provides. And that loving provision enables us to grow stronger through trials. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.